This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Last week, our new housing minister, um, Sean Fraser, said, uh, if you work in Canada, you should be able to afford a home. That was the the quote. Um, you know, when I bought my first home, I wasn't making anything exceptional. Far, far from it. You know, starting out in media, you're not making a bunch of cash. So, but it was enough. It was enough to buy a home. Now, not even close. Not not even close. Housing costs have soared, as you know, um, and wages have increased too, for sure. But not at the pace of housing. Not even close. In fact, for a lot of young people, we've talked about this story before. They've they've all but given up. That statement from the minister kind of sounds like fantasy, you know, well, I've got a job and I can't afford a home. Um, Will they ever, will those wages ever catch up? Um, Or is we in a situation now where homeownership is going to be continuously out of reach for a large number of Canadians? Rate Hub uh, released a report this week that goes into the cost of homes in Canada and what a person needs to earn if they hope to buy in, if they want to become real estate owners in Canada. And of course, it varies on where you are, but that's part of the story. We're going to speak with James Laird, who is the co-CEO of Rate Hub. He joins us now to go through the data. James, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, so we're going to talk about the cost of buying a home. Let's let's define uh, the specifics here. What home? Um, how big of a home? What kind of financing? How do you come up with sort of this is the test subject? So we use the Canadian Real Estate Association Home Price Index um, for each city. So that includes all housing types. It includes condos, semi-detached, detached homes. Uh, in 10 cities across the country, including Edmonton and Calgary. Uh, So that's what we're using to determine what the average home price is in a given city. Um, And it's uh, your typical average home, average um, financing cost, mortgage cost, whatever the case may be. It's just your typical um, home buying experience. Yeah, so we're we're taking that, again, that, that average home price, which includes all housing types, and then what we've done is uh, taken the, the current mortgage rates, and, and that's been the big story recently. You know, home prices have been high for a while, and they, they actually, you know, they, they peaked in early 2022. But the last 12 months, um, interest rates have really skyrocketed. That, that, that was always the one saving grace, say, for first-time home yeah. buyers. You know, home, homes are really expensive, but you know, at least you got to finance them at way cheaper rates than your parents did. That's no longer the case. Um, you know, so with rates with rates skyrocketing the way they have the last 12 months, um, we've just been studying how that's affecting affordability um, in, in different cities across the country. Okay, so you also break it down to this is sort of the basic income that you need to earn in order to buy a home. Now, let's start with the two of the outliers, the ones everybody talks about, Toronto, Vancouver. How affordable for most Canadians, really? Uh, give us the numbers there. Like, how much money are we talking about in order to qualify and be able to, to buy a home in those cities? Yeah, so, so the numbers are, are similar uh, to each other in that a, a home in Toronto averages about 1.16 million. Vancouver's a little over 1.2 million. So Vancouver, those, those two sort of go back and forth as to which one the homes are the most expensive right now. It's Vancouver. Yeah. 
which means that a household, and so a household means if you're buying on your own, your own income, if you're buying with a partner, the combined income. So to qualify for that average home in Vancouver, the household would, would need $244,000 of household income. Uh, and in Toronto, it's a little bit less at 235000 um, And important to note for all cities, we've we've assumed a 20% down payment. So, um, you know, when, when the home value is uh, 1.2 million, that means you also need to save up $220,000 after tax in order to, uh, to, to qualify for that home. And, and as we say, obviously, things change dramatically when you get out of those two primary centers, things drop, you can almost knock a hundred grand off depending on where you're going, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the, um, the people might not want to hear it um, because things have gotten less affordable uh, month to month in Alberta. Uh, but relative to the rest of the country, Alberta is still looking, you know, really good. The average home uh, costs five hundred fifty-one thousand in Calgary. In Edmonton, it's three hundred seventy-five thousand. So um, now those numbers have been going up, but. Um, Calgary and Edmonton and Alberta as a whole does, still does well relative to its peers from a you know an income to home value perspective, which is why we're still seeing a lot of people from within Canada uh, move to Alberta. Yeah, exactly. And we know there's you know there's thousands and thousands of people that are doing that all the time, uh, ten thousand a month at this point. Um, so when we take a look at this, home prices, like you say, they're not taking off dramatically, uh, especially in Alberta. They're still quite reasonable. Interest rates is, I mean, that's the major barrier at this point. Then, or, or are they sort of working hand in hand? So you know, home prices uh, they spiked a lot during the pandemic Huge, yeah. and. Yeah, and so since last summer, they've been, you know, relatively flat, let's say some up, some down, but they haven't changed dramatically over the last uh, 12 months. But what has changed dramatically is, is rates. Rates have gone up yeah. uh, significantly. Um, you know, so so our study, we, we looked at the, the average five-year fixed rate from the big five banks, which now sits at just over 6%. Um, there, there are some rates that are a little bit lower than that, but... Canadians can expect for a five-year fixed rate to be, you know, at the low end, five and a half, and at the higher end, let's say a little over 6%. And and that means, you know, the stress test came out five or six years ago, um, which requires you to qualify for two percentage points higher than the rate that you're actually paying, which means, so let's just, for simplicity, if you're paying 6%, it means you actually have to qualify for 8%. Um, and so that's what's really driving up the income required to qualify for this average home price um, in each city. So looking at the, the Alberta cities, um, you now need $119,500 of household income uh, to qualify for that average home in Calgary, uh, which is $4,000 more than it was in June. Just, Jeez. you know, June to July, you now need an extra 4000 and that's that's simply because rates jumped, uh, you know, in, in the last uh, month or two. Um, you mentioned that stress test, and of course that came in when interest rates were incredibly low and the anticipation was the rates were going to go up. I mean, none of us have a crystal ball here, but um, at this point, it seems like that might be counterproductive, James. Like, it might be a barrier that doesn't need to be there to the same extent. Um, I mean, 
I, I, I certainly don't claim to know yeah. Um, yeah, fair where, where rates are going. Like, I think, you know, I, I think the fairest outlook on rates is always there's an equal percent chance that they go up and down from where we are right now. So, um, and, and I do think um, some context on the history of rates is important in times like this. I think there's too much of a sentiment, I, I believe, that because we've had low rates since the financial crisis, which has been a long time, 15 years, we've, we've sort of decided that that's what normal is. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I remember how big of a deal it was when five-year fixed rates first dropped below 4%, um, you know, in 2011 or 12, something like that, because no one had ever seen that before. Um, but 10 years later, we now think that, you know, we, we, we have to get back there. But if you zoom out a little further and, you know, you know, talk to our parents, they'll, they'll remind you that rates have been in the double digits That's before. Right. Yeah. Um, and so on, on, you know, 100 years of data, our rates are still low. So there's nothing that says rates are for sure going to go back to 3 or 4%. Um, mm-hmm. So, so I, I do think uh, the most prudent thing to do is, you know, plan for these current rates. And I, I guess to, to get back to your question, uh, you know, as much as it's challenging for people, I actually think that uh, a stress test is a prudent idea. Okay. Um, and I actually think that it's, it's proving itself now in that, um, you know, everyone who has a mortgage now was stress tested at about five and a quarter percent. So we're a little bit higher than that, but not that much. Not much. And, and so it's, it's a good thing that they didn't just have to qualify at the, you know, we had a five-year fixed rate that was one and a half percent there yeah, for a while. Yeah. I, I think it's beneficial that those people had to qualify at five and a quarter because it means even though their household budgets are strained right now, it gives me a lot of peace of mind knowing that they had to pass that stress test. So, you know, um, so when I think about that, I think as long as the income situation in your household hasn't changed, your budget's probably strained right now, but I'm still confident you can make your mortgage payment because you had to pass that you had to. to get that mortgage. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You're, it did exactly what it's supposed to do. Uh, James, great information. Thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. Okay, Shay, thanks for having me.